Welcome back to the Grace Fields Wife Podcast. I'm your host, Beatrice Vargas. And this week, we have something kind of interesting going on. So every week, I wanted to start telling you either something that I'm into or maybe something about me that I haven't told you before. And this one is something that I'm almost surprised that I haven't ever talked about it before because if you know me in real life, most people in real life know this about me. And that is uh, that I'm into real estate. Real estate is my thing. Uh, My day job, if you will, is a real estate agent in New York City. I'm a property manager. All day long, I'm running around at showings or, you know, working with buyers or sellers, uh, a few rentals here and there, or I manage property. And there's a whole long story, property management or um, kind of owning real estate has been in my family for at this point three generations and it's it's just kind of what I do everyday conversation dinner conversation in my household is like oh so how's that renovation going on coming along and not in my household with my husband and the kids thank goodness we never talk about real estate but when the family gets together my brothers my sister my parents literally every conversation um somebody is talking about some sort of renovation, some sort of project, some sort of deal they're working on, that kind of thing. And it's just, it's part of every single thing in my everyday life. And I never really talk about it on the podcast because that's not what this podcast is about. In fact, when my friends found out I was starting a podcast, they were surprised that it wasn't about real estate. So that's all pretty funny. So that's a little bit about me. But What does that have to do with you guys? And why do you care? Because this podcast has nothing to do with real estate. Well, I'm in a lot of Facebook groups, a lot. As an entrepreneur, I I don't know why, but I'm in a lot. Don't worry, I'm not one of those people who's always in there like spamming and commenting. That's not my thing. But I am in a lot of Facebook groups. And in one of those groups, I met our next guest, Lindsay Sutherland. And we got to talking about real estate and I decided to have her on the podcast. And in the next episode of this series, I will will be joining those two things, what her and real estate have to do. Um, and then when we got to the end of our conversation, I, you know, I had let her know that I wanted to, and with whatever we did, I wanted to make sure that it was related to marriages and it was something that you guys were going to find valuable. How, you know, could you find this talk on real estate valuable in your marriages? Well, lo and behold, as God would have it, we get to the end of con- the conversation and she shares the story of how God redeemed her marriage before he gave her all her dreams before her dreams were answered and it was such a beautiful story of like so now she got everything she she had this dream and her and her husband set out um you know they made a goal and and they made plans to to reach this goal to set it and in that their marriage was falling apart it was rocky And she gives us this story of how God completely transformed it. And it was just so perfect and such a perfect ending. And what I wanted to do was bring that piece of the story to you guys first so that 
you could really relate to her on that kind of level. So you could really understand uh, what can happen and the possibility. What is possible for you? I thought it's, it was just so, it's so powerful. And besides, you guys always love a good testimony story because doesn't it give you hope when you, when you hear how God can do it? So without further ado, let's get into this week's episode. Welcome to the Grace Fields Wife Podcast. My name is Beatrice Vargas, and my mission is to improve the quality of marriages by helping us learn to be fueled with grace. Are you sitting in a marriage that feels empty? Are you struggling to reignite the passion and love you once shared with your husband? Are you at a crossroads of leaving and repair, but you're constantly reminded of your promise to God to stay true? Or maybe things haven't even gotten that bad yet. Maybe you don't argue that often, but since you barely connect anymore, you've started to give up hope of ever being happily married again. You might have contemplated or even fantasized about what it would be like to leave. Maybe you're telling yourself that you're just sticking it out for the kids. If this is you, I've been there. My story is your story. I want to help you heal and reignite your marriage while still believing in the promise God gave you. I want you to stay with me, learn from me, internalize the grace, guidance, and interviews so that you can become the Grace-Fueled Wife. You can learn more and connect with me directly on Instagram at the Grace-Fueled Wife. Now let's dig in to today's show. You know, I think, um, and it could be that for my listener, maybe she's not in the place where her and her husband are ready to embark on a journey of um, starting a passive income business together because maybe they're not even speaking. So ladies, I didn't forget you. I didn't forget who I was talking to and I didn't forget who is listening on this show. Please be mindful of that. What I did just want to offer you is like Lindsay said, um, um, a perspective shift, a mindset shift. The idea that um, it, if you're fighting over finances, then that's, which is something that it, it, you said, right? There's one of the biggest things that couples fight over, right? I, I hear all the time that the couple's biggest issue is communication. Um, and that, and a lot of it is communication over finances or, or raising the kids. So if that's what you're fighting over, it doesn't have to be that way. And um, there are certainly ways and people out there who are happy and willing and, you know, want to see you guys be better in this area. And if you're not in a place where you're ready to buy a course, the podcast is free and you can go ahead and, and uh, listen to um, Lindsay and, and people like herself really just to kind of get your ideas and, and get that mindset moving and shifting from a place of, oh, woe's me. And, you know, we're never going to get out of this and whatever. And I don't, I don't believe that for you. I don't believe that for the listener. I don't believe that that's what God has in store for us. I believe that he has so much more in store for us. And I wanted to share this really more as like um, a glimmer, you know, like a glimpse of like what is available, you know, because we hear all the time you were saying, Lindsay, that even people on your show who like, what are they even doing? What what are they doing for work? And they're, they're making this income and they have time. And it's, it's, it's not so much the anomaly. It's just finding the right thing. And, you know, I've always felt that 
real estate is, is a good. Yeah. Real estate is just that. one, but yeah, you know, they say 90%, roughly 90%. It's like 89 something percent of the world's richest people claim they got there because of real estate. Not that they got rich and then invested. It's a real estate got them there. Mm-hmm. So real estate is one of those income. It's, it's one of those investments that is very stable of the, of the investments. All investments have risk. We know that. But of the choices, it is one of the most stable because your money is, is um, tied up in an asset and, and that asset is solid. It's real estate. That's the name. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's really, it's really fascinating. And I'm going to share something with you that you may choose not to air. That's okay. But there was a time in my marriage where I was willing to give it up it got really ugly right before we moved. And I wrote a book about it and I haven't, I haven't finished. I actually was published. I was part of a group that was going to be speaking around the world. And my book was published with this organization. Well, the organization fell apart because of COVID and, and they couldn't keep doing these speaking engagements. So I still have this book and I've never republished it. But in that book, I talk about my relationship struggles and I talk about how this move tied into that because it really, it was like, I only think that God not only brought this into my life, this move to move, right? He he wanted me to be in Idaho, but I also feel like it was meant to stir up some pent up stuff that was going on between Lee and I, and it had been there and it had been under the surface and here it comes to the surface. And we, we had to work through it because at that point it was either, you know, poop or get off the pot as they say. And I had made a decision in my mind and now Lee doesn't know this. And I guess if he did, I would just tell him, but he doesn't know this, but there was a time when I was thinking, okay, if this doesn't work out, what am I going to do? And I'll tell you what's interesting about this is I decided that I wasn't going to wait for him anymore to figure out his income. Part of our, our relationship problem was that I was making all the money at the time and I was working myself to the bone and I was waiting for him to step up. And now our kids were older and, you know, he had just gotten into this routine and he'd been out of sync for so long that it was hard for him to get back on track. And I, as, as a wife, as a faithful wife, I stood by him and I allowed him that space. Something else really tragic happened in his life that I can't really say, but that really set him back emotionally. And I wanted to be there to give him that space to grow and to move through that. But then there just came this time where that time limit was up because now it was affecting my personal health. And I had to come to an internal decision where it was like, am I moving forward or am I moving apart? And I turned it over to God. I definitely did. I said, God, I'm going to honor myself. And it would be really awesome if Lee comes with me. Like, that's what I want. But I can't make him change. I can't make him grow. And I see that. So I said to myself, and I made a plan. And my plan included passive income. And I told myself, like, I know I can build a business. I can do it with or without him. I can do it as a single mom if I have to. It's not what I want. It's definitely not what I want. But I gave myself permission to believe in myself. And I believe that an energy shift happened there where I gained this autonomy, for lack of a better word. I wasn't anymore relying on him to come out of his funk. It was almost like my energy was smothering him, demanding that he change. And the minute I let go of that, and the minute I just said, hey, I can't, I can't keep forcing this, there was the shift and he grew, he grew. 
it was so scary. Honest to God, it was the scary. It was probably more scary than moving because I was terrified of losing the husband, my my baby's kids, my, or my <laughs> my kid's dad. You know, I I didn't want to deal with being a divorced mom. I I promised myself I was only going to get married once. Like all of this came up. Like I didn't expect to share that with you because I mean, quite frankly, my husband's very private. He he wouldn't like it. But I think people need to know that it's okay that things happen in the world. And we have to be faced with an alternative. And it doesn't mean that alternative is going to work out that way. But when we give ourselves permission to explore those ideas, things change. Things change. And we give God permission to work in our lives. It's really magical. Wow. I am so happy that you shared that part of your story. So thank you for that. Um, Thank you for trusting us and the show and, you know, our listeners with that part of your story, because that is so important. That idea that um, that story is so important that like we so desperately as women, we so desperately want our husband to change. Desperate that we're willing to walk away. And I feel like there are so many of my listeners listening right now who may feel the same way where they're so desperate for their husband to change. They're willing to walk away, but because they love God and, and they believe in his promises, they're holding on, but they're like right there. And they're like, they're willing to, to leave. And I think it's like, that's the place. Like when you surrender that, like when you're making your, and this is one of the things I find too, like, when you make your marriage an idol and you're doing everything you can to hold on to it versus saying like, God, just take it, you know, and, and releasing the marriage, releasing the problems, releasing, you know, the dreams, you know, I have these dreams of, of building a, a passive income business. God, just all of it, take it. Like, I want, I want my husband to come with me on this journey. God, you, you brought us together. God, your will says you want us to be together. So then I need you to take it because I, there is nothing left for that I can do. That is the um, point and the whole like meaning of what it is to be a grace-fueled wife because you're not alone. I was in that place and I know there's there's going to be hundreds and you know or thousands of listeners listening that are also in that place. And that's really where it has to come from, where it's where that that surrender of like, okay, God, just take it. And once you surrender it to him, and I've said this on the show before, once you've surrendered it to God, like you know, something good is going to happen with it. It's not like you're taking it and throwing it in the garbage. But what you're saying is, God, you can do better with it than I can do in my own hands. So please go ahead. And then watch him. Watch him take it. Watch him take it. And because he can change your husband, we can't. But God can. And yeah. so I, I so thank you for sharing that because I think those are... Those are the stories that we are often so reluctant to share. Nobody wants to talk about that. Nobody wants to talk about that time in their marriage, those couple of months, that bad year, those that bad two years or five years or whatever. And maybe there was, you know, whatever stuff that that went on. Nobody wants to talk about it. And so we all pretend like they don't exist. But they do exist. And when we talk about it, when we shed light on it, when we stop, you know, 
hiding in, in shame because of it and saying, no, God, it's okay. You can come in and you can take this over. Then we're giving it, we're taking away the power that it has, that that shame has. And we're really, then something's coming full circle because when you started your story, you started and you talked about how you are basically living your dream life. Like you guys went and you were out of debt and you got your dream home and you got all this space for your kids to live in everything together. You guys came up with a plan that you wanted and together you guys were able to accomplish that. And the cool thing was that right in the beginning, you almost had the dream, but you almost had it without your husband. And now because you were able to surrender and say, okay, God, you know, you take it. Like I want him to come along on this journey. And then you stuck in, you stuck in there, you know, while, while God did what he had to do. Look now at the amazing story, you know, and now you get to live forever with your husband. Like you get to enjoy, you know, the like the olden days and you guys get to grow old together, which is really like, that's what we get married for in the first place, right? We don't want yeah. to be old and alone. <laughs> well, and the truth is, I believe this, if, if we hadn't gone through those growing pains, it's almost like God was like, you know what, Lindsay, if I give you this dream and you guys don't work this out now, you're going to move all the way to Idaho and then you're going to have problems. Mm -hmm. And, and you need to work this out. And it was like, I mean, that wasn't obviously, he never said those words specifically, but right. it kind of resonated with me on a different level where I knew, I knew that if we didn't, if I, it was that really a shift first happened in me. If I didn't set this, like, look, I'm doing this with, or without you, this is where I am. And I basically what it got to the point, And I've learned, this is a lesson I've learned. Um, wow. I, I don't know how to explain it. I'm trying to put it in words. I got clear on what I was okay with. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, I got clear on what I was willing to live with. Now, my expectations were not ridiculous. It was just, this is where I'm at. You either are here or you're not. Now that sounds cold. It really sounds cold. And I get it. I probably sound, and I almost had to sound cold because inside I was falling apart, <laughs> but I had to say no, because I need what's true for me because I won't be a, a happy wife. If I'm living a life, that's a lie. I can't live a lie. I just can't. So I knew what I need. I had to first get clear. Then I had to set my clarity out there. And then I had to honor that boundary. And then only then was he faced with this, with this choice that was like, okay, I'm going here. I want this. And I, I just sounds, I mean, I guess if I was, if I could be a fly on the wall listening to myself and thinking, you know, um, it was like, I was telling him he had to change, but that wasn't the case. I wasn't saying you have to do this or you have to do that. You could do whatever you want to do, but this is what I need. This is where I'm going. This is what I would love. I would love for us to move together. I would love for this to happen. And this is, but this is what it's going to take for us together. Like I want to see us as a team, as a partnership. I was telling him these things, but then when it wasn't working out, I was also assertive in saying, okay, whoop, this is the line right here. I'm not crossing it. And I changed, I changed first. And then that willingness to do it without him, like I trusted that if God 
that it wasn't my plan. Like if, if God was going to separate us, it would be very clear. And I did ask God, I said, I would like it to be extremely clear to me that that's the path. Like I, I don't want to suffer and live with a man who's making me miserable. If that's the way it felt in that moment, I wasn't going to like suffer, but I was like, this is got to be clear for me if I'm meant to go, because I don't want to, this isn't up to me. It's up to you. What am I doing? Mm -hmm. And it was, it was clear that, you know, we worked out, there was this magic, this shift, this energy is the only way I can explain it where all of a sudden that spark was back. And I was like, thank you. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah. It was, it was scary. I like, mm-hmm. I, I, I'm actually kind of surprised I'm even sharing this with you guys. Like it was not in my, even on my radar, but, um, if you had to ask me what was scarier, like moving or facing my marriage, it was the marriage. Wow. I was terrified. It was going to pull us apart, but I also knew that if we moved and we didn't walk through it, I would lose the log cabin in the end. It wasn't going to, I wasn't going to get my dream either. I would end up probably moving back to Arizona. So, um, it was just a really interesting, I mean, God puts us on our path and we just put the blinders on, right. We Mm -hmm. talked about that. And if the obstacle is our husband, then we have to work through it and let God help us. And that's what I did. Yeah. I I mean, I've, I've talked about it on this uh, show before. Sometimes the kindest, most grace fueled thing we can do is say no, is set a boundary and, you know, I've, I've talked about it before. Sometimes the only thing you can do is say, this is what I will live with. This is what I can live with. And this is what I can't, you know, and, and if you're going to behave this way, like you said, that's, that's okay, but I can't allow it to, you know, cross this line. And there's nothing wrong with setting boundaries uh, in our marriages. And sometimes, you know, that's, that's the only way to kind of bring you together. And, and you, you said yourself, you didn't do it on your own. You didn't do it, you know, kind of just, oh, well, this is what I want. So this is what I'm going to get. No, you, you, you asked God and you partnered with him in that process. And that's really the, the key. And so I think everything that you said there was so important because we can't, you can't find transformation in your marriage. Like God can't do, what's he, he can't do it if, if you're in the way and you're meddling, but it is okay to say, no, this is what I will stand for. And this is what I won't, because otherwise I think people will, um, they confuse the whole idea of like, you know, oh, marriage and oh, you're giving grace to your husband is like being a doormat. And it's like, no, 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 it's not about us being a doormat. You know, it's about us still standing strong in the places that we need to stand strong, but also doing so with a level of respect for him and a level of, you know, honey, I love you and I respect you. But, you know, this is, this is, you can do that in a, in a way without uh, belittling your husband, without speaking down to him, without doing all that. Cause had you done that, you would have damaged the relationship. Yeah. You know, no, I had to honor what he was going through. And I told him, I said, I know what you're going through and I'm here for you. Yeah. Um, but you know, I need you to be here for me too. We're here for each other. And that's, that's really what it was boiling down to is we, we were never going to get where we wanted to go without that teamwork and that partnership and that coming together, we used to have, speaking of finances, we used to have regular meetings every Saturday or Sunday morning um, where we sat down and we talked about finances. And I would say that's like a good way. Like talking about finances is like working a muscle. 
Okay. Mm -hmm. It's, it's, especially if your relationship isn't already on that page, it started with us. All we did, this is a little simple exercise people can do. We made a net worth statement. It was basic, very basic. It was like our assets, what they were worth and what our debts were, and then how much we, we were worth right at the bottom. And it was pretty bleak to start with <laughs> at that time, but by doing it on a regular basis and say, okay, we're going to pay off this debt. Look at what we did. Oh, our house went up in value. Um, you know, those kinds of things, all of a sudden it's like, look what we're doing together. We were growing something together. And it also brought up conversations like, well, we want to save. So how are we going to do that? And budgeting and all those things. And, and there were definitely difficult conversations where, you know, how I could go into like all those things, but it was healthy. It was, it was practicing. Mm -hmm. And I would say now that when we do it, it's routine. So it's something that people can do to start is just, just look at their net worth as a couple. What have you grown together? What goals do you have financially? And on a, on a regular basis, maybe you do it twice a month or once, once a week. Um, but you reevaluate your situation and that's truly how the wealth get wealthy. Right. They don't look at their bank account. They look at their net worth. So that's what you want to be looking at. All right, folks. So there are a lot of great nuggets in this episode. And I want to say some of the biggest ones for me, some of my biggest takeaways were that we have to be willing to change even when our husband's not. We have to be willing to change. We have to be willing to change something in the marriage, even if he's stuck where he is. It has to be on us. And the 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 course, the Grace Fields Marriage Method, that's it's it's about that. It's about making these changes and saying, enough is enough. I'm gonna make these changes for myself and my marriage, things that that I think are really important. And then partnering with God to walk forward and watching God make the change because only God can do it. The other big takeaway for me, and that's why I left it in at the end, is when she talked about the wealth, the wealthy don't look at their bank account. They look at their net worth. If your marriage was your bank account, what would it look like? Is it on empty? Is it just kind of, you know, are you getting to the place of uh, running some overdraft fees? Or is your overall life, your overall net worth something that is really healthy? Because we have to invest in our marriages. That is, uh, the marriage is something that ideally if it's healthy and you guys are together, that's something that's going to be there forever. I mean, we get married and and, and we love each other and, and we want to grow old together. And then life happens. The kids happen. Finances happen. All these things happen. And now our marriages are looking pitiful and dry. And I, and I, I liked that, you know, when she said it, that's just the, the vision that, that came to mind is like, man, you know, and I've had times in, in my life and marriage where my bank account was full and my marriage was empty. And so overall, my net worth is a hot mess. It was a hot mess and I had money in the bank and I was miserable. 
my happiness level, if you will, was miserable. So if you are looking at your your marriage as your bank account and your happiness or your joy as your net worth, there there are two different things. And sometimes, you know, your your marriage could be going great and your you know, there's other things going on in your life and so your overall joy is down, but they almost coincide. And so let's start making some deposits into our marriages today. Let's start really, really investing into our marriages and have the same passion for them that we would maybe for our finances and for work. That's all I have for you this week, folks. The next episode is where Lindsay and I do talk about We do a deep dive into finances. We have a candid conversation about why people fight over finances, all of that. We talk about what is passive income and what is it not. Um, It might not be what you think it is. And we really, we go into all the things. And then Lizzie gives us really like her strategies and tips for how she did this, how she went and Uh, Her and her husband decided to move cross country and buy log cabin in the woods and live out their dreams. It's a really awesome story. Looking forward to having you there. Hey, love. Thank you for listening to today's show. If you found any value in today's episode, it would mean the world to me if you left a five-star review and shared it with a friend or someone else who needed to hear this today. This is really the best way you can thank me. It helps me to get the word out to other women just like you. See you next week.